Hey, you guys! What? Ooh, coming in hot. What is going on? Sorry. Welcome to the camera adds ten mother effing pounds, aka the camera adds ten pounds. I'm your host, Peter Sirs, and if you were tuning in to listen to somebody else talk to me, well, sorry guys, people keep fucking flinging it out on me, and I don't care. I'm gonna keep doing this fucking podcast, whether I have people in studio or fucking whether it's just me. And if you want to listen. I appreciate it. If you don't want to listen, you'd rather hear me talk to other people, that's okay too. Just tune in when that's happening. But I just want to let you guys know now, it's just going to be me, okay? Um, I had an interview set up, and like I said, people fucking flake out on me, and it's frustrating. But you know what? I still got a podcast. I still have a job to deliver to the people. So, without further ado, uh, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at performa.com that's right performa they have all of your fitness accessories so if you have a fitness lover in your life like me you can get them shaker cups meal prep bags meal prep containers workout towels wrist straps wrist straps pill containers they have clothes they have all kinds of stuff so go to performa.com okay and ter- you can even get your stuff customized so if you want like a shaker cup with your own logo on it like me Go there. They will do it for you. Okay. Go to performa.com. Enter the promo code 10 pounds. That's the word 10. The word pounds. You will save 15% off your order. Tell them I sent you. And as also, as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements. That's right. Bucked Up. Um, they have all your fitness supplements. I take all the stuff. I take all the things. If you guys see me, I'm working out. Almost every fucking day, I take a day off. I'm training for a marathon. I am just about a month away from my second marathon in the last uh, six months. My girlfriend wants me to stop, but I'm like, hey, man, I don't think I'm going to stop. I'm going to run probably, I don't know. We'll see. They're fucking hard, dude. <laughs> anyway, um, go to go to Bucked Up Supplements. Anything you want. Protein powders, creatine, amino acids, pre-workout, post-workout, intro-workout, whatever you need. They have it. They even have sample packs. Go to buckedup.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds, the number 10, the word pounds, and you will save 20% off your order. All right, you guys, are you ready for the solo podcast? (laughs) Uh, what? Yeah, this song fucking gets me jacked. This is on my workout playlist now, too. What? I've become a, a, a Jack Harlow fan. It's really weird because I didn't really, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, the ones that, that hate me the most look just like me. You know who you're talking about. You tell me what that means. What? Make, Make a sick comment and see what that brings. I've seen it go down. We can reenact things. Uh, Extreme like BMX sing. These boys pussy and they PMS sing. This is my favorite line right here. The movement occurring and say, my God, I want to be in that scene. Damn right you want to be in this scene. She had the video trying to be in this scene. Used to fantasize about being in this scene. Oh, damn it. Where's the fucking five guys? Oh, here it comes. It's coming. Sorry. Locked in the house, but I'm tied in things. I brought a gang to the party with me. Five boys. Boys, but, but they're not, not in sync. <gasps> Woo! All right, you guys, what's up, man? Um, I had to come back. I'm sorry, I've been a little inconsistent, man. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm not gonna make excuses, but I'm making some excuses. Okay. <laughs> it is very hard to juggle everything that I'm going right now and keep everything consistent with everything that I'm doing. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm, I'm not making excuses. There are just certain things that have priority, and like I said, 
someone flaked out on me last week, someone flaked out on me this week, so, you know, it is what it is, man, you know, if I was Joe Rogan, and I could get them fucking, you know, 10,000 new followers just from being on my show, then a lot of people would probably be on my show, but since I have nothing really to offer other than great conversation and whatnot, people flake out on me sometimes, it is what it is, but I'm here, and I want to talk about a lot of things, (laughs) Um, so, you know, most of you guys know me, I feel like, and if you don't know me personally, you've probably listened to enough of these episodes to at least get an idea of who I am. I try to be a good guy. Sometimes I'm a good guy. Sometimes I'm a fucking asshole. You know, um, I, uh, I, I just want to talk about a couple things because, uh, the last time that we all hung out, me, you, and all these other people listening, um, I was just about to head out to, um, I hadn't been to Houston yet. I hadn't been to New Orleans. So we're kind of going to wrap those things up and talk about them and, you know, and then move on from there. Uh, I had a great time. You know what, you guys, it was a little bittersweet for me, if I'm being honest, to go to Houston because obviously... I have some very, very painful memories of what the Houston Astros did to my favorite team, the Dodgers, obviously. And you guys know, this is I have a baseball podcast about the Dodgers, My Blue Thoughts. Um, if you like the Dodgers or you like baseball, you can listen to that one too. It's available same place this is, everywhere podcasts are available. Um, and I talk about that more, but you know, I can talk about it a little bit here. You know, the Astros played the Dodgers in the World Series in 2017. I got to go to the World Series in 2017, my first ever World Series. I, I cried. It was fucking... And, and they, they won the game that I went to. Long story. <laughs> I almost didn't make it. And Anyway, but then we find out, you know, a couple years later that the Astros cheated, you know. And, you know, luckily... The Dodgers came back and won a World Series in 2020, but like, you know, potentially, you know, that could have been a mark on the legacy of guys like Clayton Kershaw and Justin Turner and even like great Dodgers like Jock Peterson. You know, he was a great Dodger, I think, Um, you know, Cody Bellinger, you know, all these guys that have, you know, kind of came up uh, within the organization, Will Smith, um, Corey Seager, when he was still with us, obviously, Chris Taylor, um, and, you know, these guys, we, we you know, we lost that World Series, and, you know, some guys, you know, play their whole career, never get that opportunity, and so to find out that they got cheated was, you know, so, point being, you know, I went to Houston, and I was just like, uh, it's kind of like when I go to San Francisco, like, I fucking hate San Francisco, I hate the Giants, I hate fucking girls wearing Giants gear, I hate the fucking hills, I hate fucking one-way streets. I hate fucking rice That's not true. I actually like rice Um, But I just hate how expensive it is and just like, you know, and there's homeless people everywhere. You guys think there's homeless. Now, I, I, I honestly don't know who which city has more homeless people, but I feel like in San Francisco, they're definitely a little bit more aggressive and more, I mean, now they're very visible in L.A. too, but like, you know, L.A., Sometimes you can kind of, depending on on where you situate yourself, you may never see them unless you actually go somewhere like Skid Row or downtown or into an area where they're, you know, they're habitating. But in San Francisco, I feel like they're just kind of everywhere. There's like an, they have like an app 
in San Francisco, I forget what it's called, that tells you um, where there's human shit in the in, in, on the sidewalk. <laughs> like, what, dude? It's like ways for human shit. It's fucking weird, dude. But I've never liked San Francisco, but, you know, I go there because it's fun to go watch the Dodgers when they're up there. And uh, so going to Houston, I just had kind of mixed emotions. Like, you know, I went to... I went to the the ballpark Minute Maid and you know it's 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 it doesn't really have any character. It's just kind of, you know, it's it's got a retractable roof. I get it. It's got a little train in the left field for, you know, for when they hit a home run and you know like there's a statue outside of Craig BGO and I mean, you know, the, it's not like the Astros are necessarily a storied franchise. I mean, they came, I think, like in the 60s, but, you know, just kind of, they're just kind of there, you know? And, you know, they have that world championship that is tainted forever. I don't care what anyone says. And, you know, so I hadn't had mixed feelings. However, outside of the stadium, like, Houston's kind of a cool city, uh, you know, I, I love, and this is, you know, kind of what I wanted to get into um, a little bit, but, like, there's all kinds of, like, parks, you know, with, like, running trails, and even, like, when there's not parks, there's, like, bike lanes, aka, you know, other running lanes all over the place. Like, when I was there, uh, I only I was only there for two days, but, you know, I had to run... I think I ran both days I was there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, short runs. My my long run wasn't until I went to New Orleans. But, um, you know, it's it's always cool for me to go to a place where they have kind of that infrastructure to do, like, runs. Because, you know, as someone that's obviously, you know, on the road a bunch. I mean, I was gone for three weeks, dude. That's the longest I've ever been on a road trip. Um for comedy, I mean, obviously, I, I made some stops in Oklahoma City and um, stuff, you know, in between all my gigs and whatnot. But still, like, I was on the road for three weeks, which is not something that I've done ever, you know. And it's hard because it's like, you know, obviously, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and tell you that I ate perfectly because I didn't. But as you guys know, I'm training for a marathon right now, so. I'm kind of fortunate in that I don't really have to eat really well, you know, like I can't go super hard. I mean, I can, I really can on my long run days, especially, <laughs> um, but it's just like, you know, I, I love going to a city, you know, I, some cities that come to mind are like Seattle, Denver, Vancouver, um, you know, even Tucson, which was, I was very pleasantly surprised, you know, those are, these are some of the places that I've been to recently, um, where you can just run, and, or like, you know, Dallas, same thing, or like where my buddy Eric lives, um, where like cities where they have, you know, paths for you to run, because, you know, I talked about it a lot back when I was in Oklahoma, but in Oklahoma, there's no fucking bike lanes or running lanes or fucking sidewalks so like training i mean th there were there were a couple places where there were actual like trails like along the water 
there's there's one along the Oklahoma. I think it's no, it's not the Oklahoma River. It's the actually maybe it is the Oklahoma River. I don't even remember anymore. That's how long ago it was for me <laughs> in my mind. But there was a lake too, and I would go there sometimes. And other than that, it's just like I mean, there's neighborhoods with no sidewalks. Like how do you not have a fucking sidewalk, man? So people would look at me like I was weird, and you know I tell people you know when I started this podcast, it was like yeah, dude, like I work out. You know, five times a week, six times a week, of course, like I'm going to work out. But for you guys, it doesn't mean that you have to go to a gym, dude. I've stressed that from the very, from the very beginning of this show, I've stressed that it doesn't have to be a gym, you know, for you to make your health and fitness a priority. You know, it, it can be something like going for a bike ride or going for a run now, you know, I'll get into the, not specifics per se, but like you should incorporate some resistance training into your workout routine, like 100%. So whether that's, you know, by doing some kind, I mean, yoga can be considered resistance training, you know, but you know, that's why I go to the gym is because I like lifting weights and I like lifting heavy weights, you know, so you should do some of that, but I get it, dude. Not everyone likes it. I'll tell you this. If I wasn't doing resistance training and I was just training for a marathon, I'd probably be a lot smaller. You know, I don't necessarily have the runner's frame. I have more of a muscular build. You know, I'm pretty jacked. Um, but that's because I lift weights. But my point is, is you can go to a city, and even if it's a place like Oklahoma City or somewhere where there aren't a lot of trails, bike paths, etc., you can still run. It just makes it's harder. But my point is. I appreciate when I do go to places and they do have those trails. And Houston had them. They had, like I said, there were some really cool parks that I passed through, and I didn't even get to run through the parks because they were on another side of town. But even like the downtown Houston area, like around the stadium and stuff, you know, did see a little bit of homeless, you know, ness, homelessness going on, but not like LA or anything. But it's a cool little downtown area, you know. They got bars and there's a museums and. They've got the Space Center, and, you know, Houston's cool, and, like, I wished, uh, you know, I'm going to get a little sentimental here, but I wished that my girl could have been there with me. You know, she has farming duties, but, you know, so I was just kind of walking around, exploring the city by myself. I got to do a few shows while I was there, obviously, League of My Own Tour. Um, I got to do a show at the last minute that I hadn't planned on doing, but that was fun, so they've got a cool little comedy scene, and... (laughs) One of the local comics, um, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Patrick. Uh, Patrick Eddie, I believe is his last name. Cool dude, man. Funny guy. He runs a couple shows out there. He was kind of trying to tell me that I should move to Houston, and I was like, that's literally never going to fucking happen, dude. <laughs> like, there's two places that you will never see me, li- I, you know, I, I've... Obviously, during the pandemic, you know, I've talked about it, but I mean, you guys know I moved to Oklahoma for a little bit, not by choice. (laughs) My body, my choice did not choose. It was just my only option. I felt like it was my only option. Um, But, you know, the the pandemic, for the first time in my life, was the first time that I actually considered moving somewhere, considered living somewhere else, you know, and like I told you guys, I was... I was way in Austin, you know, um, I mean, even kind of, you know, flirted with the idea of going to New York and just fucking being a stand-up 
fucking 100 percent like just grinding it out you know my chops there um you know why not um but anyway point being is uh i would never move to fucking houston or san francisco but you know like i said i've considered moving to other places so but anyway he's a cool dude i had really i had a really good time doing the shows there you know the game was cool show uh shohei otani had a no hitter going um through like five and a third or five and two thirds or something i want to say he even had a perfect game going um and how that would have been so fucking sweet to see the astros get no hit or perfect game to their own fucking ballpark i will say this though Sorry, I keep talking about baseball, but you know it's my it, this is this is my podcast. I'm gonna talk about whatever I want to. You can thank the guests that didn't want to fucking you know that flaked out on me. <laughs> um, their Space City uniforms are fucking dope, and I hate that. I'm, I you know I can admit it, dude. I'm not a hater. I hate what they did. Do you know what I mean? So I will always hate the Astros from now on. Um, but they do have some cool fucking city uniforms but had a good time and if you guys have been listening to this podcast you know that when i went to new orleans this past summer i had the best fucking time i mean i really did i can't tell you enough how great of a time i had when i went to new orleans and uh fuck man i went back and i was really looking forward to coming going back and i had a great time dude it's a great fucking city it's a city where I don't know. I don't know if I talked about it when I went there the last time, but like, I couldn't live there, but I kind of want to spend like two or three weeks there, um, kind of like you know, like a like an Ernest Hemingway or you know, kind of thing where I just sit there, embrace you know myself, immerse myself, I should say, in the culture. And just the energy of that city and work on these script ideas that have been floating around in my head and just put the pen or the you know the my fingers to the keyboard and just fucking try to see what I can come up with, man, because there's a lot of history there. This is a, this is a fun story that I'll tell you guys. Um, I don't know the guy's name, but this is what I learned. Um, so if you've never been to New Orleans, fucking go. Okay, 100%. Go to New Orleans. Fuck Vegas, okay? If you like gambling, guess what? They've got casinos in New Orleans. You like drinking on the streets? Guess what? You can drink on the streets in New Orleans. You like going to clubs? Guess what? You can go to clubs in New Orleans. You like good food? Guess what? You got that in New Orleans. I went. That's what I, I, I was going to get into. I went fucking hard in the food when I was in New Orleans, dude. And also, it's pronounced New Orleans, not New Orleans. And I learned that from a girl that I hooked up with fucking like 15 years ago who was from New Orleans. So you're welcome. I, uh, yeah, like it, it really makes me, I thought about this cause like, you know, I was, I, I was walking around. So I, what, what the comedy club there does comedy house and shout out to comedy house. Also, I'll, I'll send a shout out to the venues in Houston too. secret group in Houston, which is a venue, uh, it's a comedy club, um, that's run by comics, you know, it's called the secret group, they've got like three rooms there, great fucking space to grow the scene, and then they have another comedy club run by comic comics called The Riot, 
and also run by comics fucking great they've got shows almost every night maybe even every night and so shout out to them for you know getting me on the shows and you know it it was really fucking awesome and then uh New Orleans shout out to Comedy House I fucking love that the the staff there is so nice you could tell they love comedy they're so supportive you know and you know I'm not famous you guys you know I'm trying my best I'm fucking grinding it out hitting the road going fucking everywhere that they hire me to go but it's hard dude getting jobs is hard when you don't have the leverage that I do when you don't have you know a hundred thousand followers or you know credits from a movie or whatever like I have to just go I have to hope one that they open my email when I send it and two they watch my videos because once they watch my videos you guys I'm confident that I can fucking hold my own against I mean you know I told you guys maybe I didn't but like my yeah I did my special that I put out I know we did last quarantine even though I wasn't 100% satisfied with it I was very proud of the work that I put in and even though I wasn't 100% satisfied with it I did mess up a little bit um, I would put it up against 90% of the specials that came out last year you know there's a handful that I'm like okay this guy's this person's special is better than mine but I put myself up against 90% of them you know and my point is like when I email a club like I gotta hope that they they open it and then they watch my stuff because like I said I know they watch my stuff, dude. Like, I can fucking hold my own against anybody. 100%. Um, So anyway, they did. And they booked me, you know, in the summer. I was one of the first people to work that club and one of the first people to return to that club. And and I'm always going to have love for them. I will tell you right now, Comedy House New Orleans, no matter how famous I get, I will come back and work your club whenever you'll have me. Um, next time I would like to be more famous so I can sell more tickets, (laughs) but I love you guys. Thank you guys. Um, so anyway, they do it a little different at comedy house in new Orleans. They have it to where, um, I guess if I was really famous, they'd probably let me do both nights, but they do instead of having the same headliner, you know, Friday, Saturday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they have this, they have a different headliner each night, you know, which is cool, you know? But, um, like I said, not famous. I'll get to that part in a second. But so I, my first night in New Orleans, I kind of had just to kind of walk around and do whatever the fuck I wanted, man. You know, and I went, like I said, I wish my girl could have came with me, but she had farm stuff to do. And I had invited, uh, one of my friends to come open for me. And then she booked something. She booked a movie. So, uh, she couldn't come. Shout out to my buddy, Juliana. Stefano, who will be on the podcast very soon. Um, she was going to come with me because she's from Houston. And anyway, um, my point is, uh, I was by myself the first night, but I was like, I don't fucking care, dude. Like, I got there, you know, I left Houston. So I, I was contemplating do I want to work out first in the morning in Houston or do I want to just hit the road and get to New Orleans as fast as I can and just fucking spend as much time there? And I opted for number two, partially because the breakfast at the hotel was kind of shitty. And I was like, well, I don't need to eat breakfast here. Fuck this place. Um, <laughs> the hotel was fine. No roaches. Thank God. Um, but the breakfast was like it was I mean, 
it was fine. It was all carbs. You know, it was waffles and pancakes and shit like that. And, you know, I, I, I'm going hard when I get my cheat meals and stuff and whatever, but I'm not gonna just do it just because it's there. Like I have enough discipline to be like, well, that's not, it's not time for that yet. I just, yeah, I gotta really have the, I gotta really have the mindset to sit down in a hotel and eat pancakes and waffles. So I didn't eat breakfast. So anyway, I went to New Orleans and I got there. And of course, first thing, first thing I did when I got there, uh, did I go? Yeah, I went, it, it was just a run day. So I went for a short little run that day and I was going to go to the gym the next day because the hotel was supposed to have it. Oh no, actually not true. Let me rewind. This is how the story goes. When I booked the hotel, I booked it because there was a gym there. And you know, most hotel gyms, if you don't know, and this is why this is a lesson for you guys. If I'm not being put up in the hotel, like if I have to put myself up in the hotel, and there's no gyms nearby, which in New Orleans there isn't. Actually, they do have an Anytime Fitness, and it pisses me off because I have a membership to Anytime Fitness, and I talked I talked about it on here. I love them; they're great. They've I've been to some great ones, but um, I forgot my fucking membership card to get into the Anytime Fitness, and I just didn't want. Like most of the time, they're only there certain hours, so if I wasn't going to go when someone was there. I couldn't get in. So I called to see if I could go. No one answered. So I was like, fuck it. But anyway, that's why I picked the hotel with the gym. So then I get to the hotel and I go to the gym and they don't have dumbbells. Okay. That was my point. Sorry. Most hotel gyms have weights from, you know, five pounds up to 50 pounds, which, you know, it's not a ton of weight, but it's enough to get a workout. You can get a workout with dumbbells that go up to 50 pounds, you know, And so that's what I was expecting. And so I go to the gym and first thing I fucking notice is there's no fucking weights, dude. There's weights, but they only go up to 15 pounds and that's not enough for me. Like I can do a hundred reps, but I need to fucking heavy weights. So I was like, fuck. So then I just ran the first day and then I went to the gym the second day, another gym. I had to pay to go to another gym because I couldn't go to the anytime fitness because I don't have my fucking card and no one answered the phone. You see what I'm saying? But <laughs> but my point was, I will book a hotel with a gym knowing that I'm going to work out, you know, and I look at the pictures. Sometimes I've even gone, you know, Ashton and I have even gone as far as calling the gym and being like, hey, how, what are your weights go up to in the gym? Like, we're fucking serious, dude. And that's what it takes, dude. You know, I know that, you know, people, I, I, I've never understood the, like, the whole, well, I'm vacation, I'm just not going to do anything. It's like, what, dude? You're not doing anything all day. Like, you're just going to not do anything. What do you do on vacation? You wake up, you eat, you do something, you eat again, you do something, and you eat again. But, like, you still have all day. So you wake up, fuck shit up, hashtag you know, workout and you still have, you know, especially if you're not working, if you're like on vacation, vacation, you still have 12, 13, 14 hours to do fucking God knows what, man. Work out, exercise. You don't have to do it like me, but go for a run. You know, a lot of hotels now, if you're feeling a really nice hotel, you have like Peloton and stuff like you can do things is all I'm saying. Being away from home isn't an excuse to just fucking not do anything and then come back and hop on the scale and be like, shit, I gained 10 pounds. I get so mad. I get so mad 
when my clients leave and they're like, oh, I didn't work out the whole time. I'm like, motherfucker, you know better. I set the example. You know, as a trainer, I'm still a trainer. You know, I set the example. I don't expect my clients to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. But also, I expect them to not do the things that I don't do. But, you know, you can lead by the, you can lead from the front, but that doesn't mean people are going to follow. You know, so anyway, um, I went to a gym. It was like, like an old, like, it reminded me of like a gym that would be like, it was actually in a mall, ironically, which is weird. Anytime a gym is in, I'm not talking about like in the mall parking lot. Like, no, I had to go inside the mall and go up the escalator and then right next to the movie theater and the food court there's a fucking gym it was like it looked like the mall from stranger things so if you ever are in new orleans i want to say it's called downtown gym or something it was fine like they had all the weights and everything they had everything i needed you know they had had plenty of weights but they had like the old school like like metal weights with the plates kind of like glued to each other or screwed on to each other. I don't know fucking how they do them, you know? Um, but anyway, uh, it was cool. You know, so I still got my workout, but I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Cause I'm honest. Um, I went really hard with the food and you have to do it in New Orleans. You have to go hard on the food, man. That's, I'm trying to think of good food towns i mean there's a lot of them you know chicago comes to mind obviously new york um i've had one of the best meals i ever had in new york but same i had one of the best meals i ever had in chicago and i can't wait because i'm fucking going to chicago in a month and i'm gonna fucking have that shit again dude (laughs) um but between the uh i'm trying to think seattle nashville Mm, Seattle, Nashville, Chicago, New York, and New Orleans, dude. Those are my favorite food towns. I'm trying to think of it. I can't really think of anywhere else. I guess I guess Austin. Nah, duh. Austin, great fucking food town. But New Orleans is just something about, you know, that's part of my roots, you guys. You know, as as much as I was culturally raised Mexican, you know, there was... Another half of me, my, my dad's side, where my grandparents are from Louisiana. And so, you know, we would have things like fried chicken and gumbo and cornbread. And I fucking love that shit, dude. And so New Orleans is just all that stuff, you know. So I had it all. Fucking first meal in New Orleans, I want to say, my, one of my clients recommended this uh this place to me that was uh like a burger place and i was like okay they said it was really good and so i'm like okay i'm pretty particular about burgers but i I trusted them you know they 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 travel a lot and whatnot it's a husband and wife that i train and i went to this place and let me tell you dude they were not fucking lying so this is what i did i worked out i ran and because i couldn't lift weights on friday you guys are just gonna get a play-by-play of my trip so sorry Um, (laughs) I ran, uh, nine miles when I got there because the gym didn't have the weights and I just, I had already taken pre-workout. So I was like, I got to do something. I don't have time to look for a gym. Here we go. Nine mile run through the streets of New Orleans, which is actually pretty fucking cool. I got to run by some cemeteries and shit, dude. I fucking love that. And, uh, and then I'll tell you a story, a fun story that I learned about New Orleans in a second. Um, 
So I did the nine miles, and then I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm in New Orleans. I'm in the French Quarter. Fucking, I love vampires. I love, like, the kind of scary old mystique of it all. You know, there's so many murder tales and haunted tales that come out of New Orleans. I said, you know what I'm going to do? After my run, I'm going to fucking eat an edible. And I'm going to go to this fucking bar. There's this restaurant. It ended up being a bar that has really good food. It was kind of, I mean, it's a kind of a restaurant. Actually, I take that back. It is a restaurant, but it's really busy. So I ended up sitting at the bar. But like the bar part and the restaurant part are kind of two different vibes. So anyway, um, I'm like, I'm going to get really high. I'm going to go fucking eat this shit, dude. So I go and I have this burger. And this the menu is, it's it. You get a burger and a baked potato either or or both you know if you get the if you get the plate it comes with a fucking baked potato and it's like a fat ass fucking baked potato dude it was called Portacall shout out to Portacall New Orleans honestly like I said I'm a burger you know as much as I love barbecue I love a good burger too and this place was fucking good dude <laughs> I don't know what it was dude it's just cheese and meat and I, I added bacon to it and then the baked potato was so big and I, ha- you have to wait a little bit, you know, once you order your food. Like, it, they make it to order. So, I was there a while. And by the time my food came, I was so fucking hungry from running the nine miles and everything. And I just devoured that shit, dude. So good. <laughs> it was so good. I ate it. And it was so good. And I was so high that I was like, man, I should fucking get another one. And I was like, no, no, you're going to be here all weekend. Don't, you know, don't, don't waste it all right now. You know, pace yourself. So then I had that, and instead of having two of them, because I, I was about to order another fucking round of that shit, I was like, nope. Instead, I walked, because I walked to that place, which is probably like, I don't know, maybe like a mile from where I was staying. So I ran nine miles, and then now I have another mile walk, right? Um, and then I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get some fucking beignets, dude. What? Yeah, you can't go to New Orleans and not fucking have beignets. So that instead of having... <laughs> the burger and fries again i had some fucking beignets dude and i don't know what it is about them i don't even know what they're made out of it's like if you haven't had them fuck dude you're missing out so bad it's basically like a donut but like a flat donut with fucking powdered sugar on top of it and it's like warm and like the middle is kind of like moist. I hate that fucking word, but that's the only way I could describe it. So like the outside is crunchy and the middle is like soft and moist and it's got the powdered sugar and it's so fucking good, you guys. It's so good. And so I had that. <laughs> and now it's like, you know, nighttime and then I hit up uh this person. Uh there was a there was a, a comedy show uh at one of like the bars in the French Quarter. So I just walked over there fucking hung out over there one of the kids that i worked with the last time i was in new orleans was there the guy running the show um i didn't expect them to put me on because who them who am i right but you know when i when i went over there i introduced myself i was like hey you know i'm headlining the comedy house tomorrow i just wanted to say what's up you know he's like oh i don't know if i have room on the show this fucking guy running the show i forget what his name was and i was like oh that's okay man i just came to hang out you know and he kind of like you know, was like shocked that I said that, you know, like I wasn't expecting to get put up because I'm a nobody. But at the same time, if somebody that's headlining a club in your town comes to your little local show, 
maybe put him up, dude. You know, so he didn't put me up, which is fine. But I was just hanging out. Like I said, I like, I love comedy, you guys. You know, I love comedy. I'm always going to be a fan. I'm always going to be a student. And I feel like, you know, you can learn, you know, just like, you know, when I was, I mean, I'm still a baseball player, but like, you know, when I was a kid and I was coming up and playing baseball and like junior high and high school, like I would always watch, you know, see what guys were doing, how they were doing this. I learned a lot just by watching and you can learn a lot by watching people in comedy, you know. What works? What doesn't? What this person's doing wrong? What are they doing right? You know, why are they laughing? Why are they not laughing? And so sometimes I just like to sit and watch, man. And so I was already high, you know. <laughs> and I just fucking watched this. And it was, it was good, dude. It was really fucking good to sit there and watch. The comics were okay. But it was just really funny because the guy who was running the show, you know, he I, I watched him. And, I mean, not to talk shit, but this dude wasn't fucking funny. So, now I can see why he didn't want to put me up. Because he knew I'd be better than him. And it's kind of a little, uh, I don't know, demoralizing to have a show and have someone come and shit on your show because they're better than... I mean, it's whatever, dude. Like I said, I wasn't expecting him to put me up, but I was kind of hoping that they would. But, whatever. Um, And then I just walked around the French Quarter, man. And it's such a just, there's just so, and this is what I was saying. This is where I was getting to a couple things. Vegas, I, you know, as a young, you know, person in my young, in my early 20s, you know, I can't, I can't tell you how many times I went to Vegas, dozens of times. You know, me and my baseball friends would go every year for our baseball tournament. And I would go all the time with girlfriends and I'm trying to think about, yeah, I went I went single quite a few times and, you know, may or may not have fucked a couple girls when I was up here. <laughs> and, but now, like, as an, as like an adult adult, going to a place like New Orleans, I was, I was talking to my buddy Albert the other day, shout out to Albert, and I was like, fuck, dude, I really regret, like, not going to New Orleans as, like, you know, like, we would go down to, like, TJ and stuff, and I'm like, had I known about New Orleans and just how many hot fucking girls are just running around in the streets, getting drunk, looking a party, showing their boobs so you can get beads. It used to be just a Mardi Gras thing, but people do that shit all the time now. Mardi Gras is fucking year-round, dude. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm telling you, it's fucking, even as an adult, I'm just walking around, I'm like, this is awesome. I'm not going into any of the bars or clubs or anything, but like, just like all the people just having fun and it's not really that expensive like once you get there you know like yeah like airfare is ridiculous right now but you know it's not that expensive you know you don't have to pay to get into all the clubs the restaurants are not too expensive you know the drinks are cheap like it's a great fucking town man and there's so much history and culture like obviously it's a tourist town but like the the the, the culture of you know, the, the buildings and the streets and just the history of it all, you know, like I was talking about all the haunted tales, that's where I I was going to lead me to my next thing, but I really regret, you know, not really knowing about how awesome New Orleans was as someone younger and single, (laughs) because I could have done some fucking damage in New Orleans, dude, so, anyway, uh, (laughs) I was walking around, and like I said, seeing all the hot there's a lot of hot girls dude i'm sorry like i'm spoken for but that doesn't mean i can't fucking appreciate hot girls 
Um, and I was thinking about like, you know, there's this old story. So, um, like I said, I don't know the guy's name, but in like the 1800s, there was like an axe murderer running around the French Quarter, murdering people. And he was kind of playing like a little, you know, cat and mouse game with the police at the time. And he was would like write them letters, you know, hey, like killed someone, you know, on, you know, on Bourbon Street or whatever, like, and they would they would they would go and they would find, you know, these people murdered and so for whatever reason he he wrote a letter to like the mayor or the police chief as the story this is really this really happened and was like i'm gonna go kill someone tonight whoever is not playing jazz music i'm going to uh i'm gonna kill them so that night and for like two or three nights straight like all you did when you walk down the French, you know, walk around the French Quarter, was hear people playing jazz music because they didn't want to get murdered. And I don't remember if he ended up killing anyone like on those nights, but that's kind of where the history of jazz came to New Orleans because people didn't want to get murdered, so they just they just kind of kept playing the jazz, and they didn't die, which is kind of a cool fucking story dude you know like that's a great story and you know I'm walking around and like I said I'm seeing these drunk girls and whatever and I'm just like man like I'm not a murderer but I do love scary movies and I do have this idea for or now I have another idea for a scary movie and I'm like I could see you know somebody just kind of lurking in the shadows you know, waiting for an unsuspecting victim and just kind of pulling them into a corner and just fucking just murdering them, dude. <laughs> like, it's so, and it's, and, and I was thinking about it and I was stoned, obviously. So I'm walking around and if you guys know me, you guys know I love vampires and one of my favorite vampire movies is Interview with the Vampire because it takes place in New Orleans, number one, but it's just a good vampire movie. And so there's this scene at the beginning where, you know, Brad Pitt's character, Louie, is kind of just like partying and just fucking just not taking care of himself at all. And he wants to die. And Tom Cruise, the vampire Lestat, um, kind of sees what's going on and kind of hears this guy, this reckless guy. And he's like, okay, you want to die? Okay. And he fucking takes him and he goes, you want to fucking die? And he turns him into a vampire instead. And I'm like, fuck, dude, if there was a vampire here, like, tonight would be the night, dude. Like, if there was going to be a night that I got turned into a vampire, this would be it. I opened myself up to the possibility, and it didn't happen. But, you know, there's still, like, that scariness. And then there's a really cool thing. Um, it's called St. Louis Cathedral, I believe is what it's called. Uh, named after King Louis of France, I want to say, because this was back when New Orleans was owned by France and uh, there's this really cool statue of Jesus in like the garden of the church it's a really beautiful church outside and inside and uh, it was built like in the 1700s and then it burned down and then they rebuilt it in like 17 I did I I put it on my post it was a really cool picture hold on I'll tell you guys right now because I really I I really had a great time and uh, okay it was built in in 1727. It burned down in 1788. 
and they rebuilt it in 1794. But it has a statue of Jesus kind of holding his arms out, kind of like Touchdown Jesus at Notre Dame. Actually, they call this Touchdown Jesus. And they light it up because it's very dark in certain, in certain parts. In the, like, obviously, Bourbon Street and Canal Street. And, like, there's all these little streets. Um, uh, St. Peter Street, you know, in New Orleans. There's all these streets around there. And... Uh, you know, where all the bars and restaurants and whatever are, it's very lively. So it's very illuminated, illuminated. Um, but, you know, you can turn a couple corners here and there, and then it, you kind of end up in a dark place. So where this church and the statue is, it's kind of dark. So they have it illuminated. They have light so you could see the statue. But because of that, it basically projects this huge shadow of the statue on the side of this church, and it's just a cool... You know, I'm, I'm. You know, you can call it a miracle. You can call it something that's spooky as fuck, dude. <laughs> like, but it's cool looking. I took a picture of it and I posted it, you know, on my Instagram. But it doesn't do it justice unless. And I don't want to be there. You gotta. You have to be. You have to see it in person. But you kind of have to see it in person, dude. It's like it's scary and beautiful at the same time. And I'm just like, like I said, I'm just walking around like, fuck, dude, this place is so awesome, dude. So, yeah, I would like to spend a few weeks there. Couldn't live there because the infrastructure is just fucking awful. And if it rains, it floods. And I don't like the humidity, but there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of culture there. There's a lot of my roots there. You know, my grandparents are from Louisiana, you know. So, anyway, uh, shows at Comedy House, the shows went great. However, uh, you know, there was a a festival going on there when I was there in New Orleans, the French Quarter Fest. So there's, uh, you know, bands and all kinds of performances going on in the French Quarter. And the comedy club is, you know, you can walk there from the French Quarter, but it's not in the French Quarter. It's in what's called the Arts District of New Orleans. And so I remember che- I checked into my hotel on Friday and they're very nice you know, and they gave me like a schedule of all the events taking place in New Orleans that weekend for the festival. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I was like, I wonder if I'm on here. And the lady was like, oh, are you performing? I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, and I was looking around and I realized that it was only a schedule for the events going on (laughs) at French Quarter Fest and not for, for me. (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't on there. So basically, every hotel in the area has a schedule of all the events taking place. And none of them are me performing. So I didn't have a lot of people at the shows. And, you know, I'm not famous. So I'll be honest, it was a little disappointing. I actually had less people there this time than I did the last time I was there. So, you know, kind of disappointing, discouraging. You know, it's. Comedy can be exhilarating and humbling at the same time because, you know, on the one hand, I love it and I'm very confident in my ability to put on a good show and make people laugh and tell my story on stage and all that good stuff. But at the same time, it's like there is like that the business side, which obviously, you know, the emailing and all that stuff and the rejection and blah, blah, blah. But also, you know, there have been numerous places where I'm the quote-unquote headliner, but there's not a lot of people 
paying to see it. You know, the first, like I said, the last time I was there, really great turnout. This time, not so great. And, you know, I, I apologized to the club. You know, I was like, next time I come here, I'm going to be more famous. I'm going to sell that place out one day. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But, you know, so that was kind of disappointing. I was kind of bummed out. And so because of that, uh, well, first of all, um, the second day I was there, now I'm trying to think about what I ate. Because I woke up, I worked out, I feel like I just had a cookie, right? Like some protein cookies and stuff. I thought about having some more beignets, but I was like, mm, nope. But I did go have, yeah, I, didn't, I guess I didn't eat anything until I went for dinner that night. Then I, I think I just had protein bars all day, maybe a shake or something. I really don't remember, so it wasn't, I didn't eat anything bad the day of my shows until right before my show I went to this place again it was voted like oh no I lied JK I did have barbecue Saturday oh yeah I ran after I worked out I ran like four miles or something and I there's a really good barbecue place in New Orleans so that's not so bad you guys know me I always find barbecue it's called the joint I want to say it's really fucking good definitely top five in the country for me or top ten I think top five is kind of rounded out by places in Austin and uh, Dallas and El Paso. Sorry. Um, but, yes, I went. I had barbecue. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, I had barbecue. Sorry. JK. Then I found a, the what, what was supposed to be like the best burger place. And I had like a, they call it Le Big Mac because it's like, you know, French. And it, it was like a... It was a Big Mac, but instead of beef, it was pork. But everything else was is, is I don't know, dude. I don't. I'm not really a big. You know, I don't go to McDonald's ever. But this shit was fucking good, dude. <laughs> it was good again. And then yeah, I had that and whatever. And then it came with chips, not fries, which I hate when fucking burger places do that. If you're gonna make burgers, like okay, I'll say this: the other place that I went to, the 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 call place that had the baked potato with the burger that was fucking good dude I, I mean I would have liked the option of fries but I would have probably still gotten the baked potato just because that's how they do it there it was great fucking baked potato um, and it was big but you know when places don't do fries with a burger and you're like oh well, we have chips it's like fuck you man but anyway so I had chips whatever um, but then I was really bummed out because nobody came like, you know, people came, but, like, it just wasn't a great turnout. And I was, like, bummed out. And so I was, like, well, I'm going to fucking go hard now. And then I went to this, like, fried chicken place that stays open late. And I was already high. <laughs> and it was really fucking good, dude. It was, like, fried chicken. And they had fries. And then they had, like, this biscuit that was just, like, with honey and butter on it, and it was so fucking good. Voodoo chicken. So if you're ever in New Orleans, I can give you all the food spots that I... I went to a vampire bar while I was there. That was pretty fucking cool. Although it was just a bunch of fucking dudes dancing to heavy metal. But they were playing Slipknot when I was there, so that was pretty cool. Um, you know, I just love that town, man. So, you know, I, would, I wish that more people would have been there. But, you know, it is what it is, man. I'm not, I'm not famous yet, so I can't sell a lot of tickets unless I'm in Ontario. It's like the only, and maybe L.A., only place, and even in L.A., it's like I really have to promote still, but um, great time in New Orleans. Can't wait to go back. It's weird because, like, 
I don't want to go back until I know I can sell more tickets. But at the same time, like, I just love the city so much that I kind of just want to go. But if you guys know me, you know, I can't go to a place unless, like, I can't go to a place if I know there's comedy there. Because it just, it just kills me to know that I could be performing while I'm there. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, like, maybe, like, like I said, spending a few weeks there. Maybe doing, like, a residency. But, like, maybe, like, on a weeknight, you know? And just working my material out. But, like, during, during the day, fucking writing and just embracing the cold. I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see. But anyway, um, that was that. Great time. You know, I've knocked out three ballparks now four ballparks i still have 26 to go but may is going to be very busy as well as june july i mean the whole fucking summer dude i gotta go to 30 ballparks um with that being said i appreciate i know like i said i was supposed to interview somebody and they canceled so it is what it is but you know you guys get to know about my life I, i spill my heart out in these podcasts um but that being said i've got some shows coming up um over the next few weeks so if you're following along uh well i'm going to be headlining uh a place called bang the drum brewery in san luis obispo this thursday for cinco de mayo that's right um the show starts seven i posted on my instagram um and then next weekend the fourth or the 13th and right yeah 13th and 14th of may I will be at Laughs Comedy Club in Tucson, and I will be uh, featuring there for, I forget, somebody. I got booked through the club, not with the headliner, um, and then my tour will resume, my my like league of my own tour will resume. I'm going to be in Philadelphia Wednesday, May 8th at the Grape Room, and then Saturday, May 21st, I will be at... Uh, uh, Charm City Comedy. Oh, fuck, dude. In Baltimore, I was there. Oh, fuck. The Lou Room. Thank you. Um, and then Sunday, I'll be in D.C. That's the 22nd of May. I'll be in D.C. at the 808 Room. Um, and then I'll come back and, you know, I'll be all over the place. But I'm trying to set up, like, something in L.A. Um, like, I kind of want, like, a regular show in L.A. somewhere. So look out for that. But that's kind of what I got over the next few weeks. I really appreciate you guys listening to me ramble. And hopefully we'll have a guest next week. But who fucking knows, man? Uh, This has been The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. Um, If you like other stuff or you like just listening to my voice, I've got two other podcasts. My Blue Thoughts, which is a baseball podcast about the Dodgers. And then I also have an NSYNC podcast called Here We Go. They're all available. Same places that this is available. So if you care... Or not if you care, but if you want to hear more, there's that. Or come see me perform. Um, Thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.